pupils right now you're listening to the artistic eye podcast i'm your host dorian with three eyes aka d-o-r-i-i-i-o-n you can find me on all social media platforms at exactly that first and foremost i'm going to take the time to tell you that i'm extremely grateful and thankful that you even took the time to listen to this podcast whether it's two seconds 20 seconds or this entire fucking episode i want to let you know that i appreciate you for even lending me your ear so thank you Well, my friends, today is Tactical Tuesday, and on every Tuesday, I give you some form of tactical and practical advice in terms of putting yourself out there as a creative or artist or whatever it is you creatively identify with. All right, so I already talked about my perspective on haters, but I haven't talked about how to perceive haters, which is exactly what today's tactic is. Is going to be about how to spot out a hater, how to tell if someone is hating on you behind closed doors, how to tell if there's a hater in your presence, in your audience, in your community, whatever it may be, how to spot, how to spot out a hater. Because look, hating Hating a lot of times is just confused admiration. And so just that fact alone can make spotting out haters or finding haters. It can make that all that much more difficult because you never know if someone's actually hating on you behind closed doors or not. You never know what someone's doing, let alone hating. So, you know, us being artists, us being expressive, us being the creative types, you know what I'm saying? Like, we put ourselves out there all the time. That's what we're here to do, put ourselves out. But when we put ourselves out, we're subject to hate and negativity and, you know, feedback that we didn't necessarily want to hear. All types of shit that can ruin our self-esteem, for lack of better words. Now, you shouldn't be having your self-esteem wrapped up in validation in other people's opinions in the first place. But you're human. I'm human. We're all human. And you're going to be subject to that to some degree. Whether it be the opinions of your parents, your spouse, your children. You're going to be subject to outside opinions to some degree. Just make sure it's not on a huge fucking level to the point that it cripples you. But, yeah... Nevertheless, just being an artist, you're subject to hate. You know, just being an artist allows you to be the scapegoat. It allows you to be the cause for so many people's problems. Because that's what we do. We like to blame artists for our problems. We like to blame the creators of the things that we're using as the problem instead of 
the creation itself or better yet our relationship with the creation itself and for those of you who don't know what the fuck I'm talking about right now go check out my most recent episode where I basically talk about us blaming shit and blaming things instead of blaming ourselves instead of these things but yeah nevertheless you've been an artist people are going to blame you for shit that you have no responsibility over in the first place when you make a specific type of song or whatever that's going to give people the permission to blame you blame you for making that song whenever they do something quote unquote inspired by that song or whatever right or good example Grand Theft Auto the people who made Grand Theft Auto are artists. They're video game creators. They literally make things for a living. Remember how everyone was trying to say that Grand Theft Auto was a game that shouldn't be played by children, almost shouldn't be played by anyone because it has the capabilities to turn you into a criminal and make you want to go shoot up schools and all this other shit. Remember how people was really arguing that instead of no taking a step back and actually having a conversation about mental health first before we start saying oh Grand Theft Auto was the reason your child wants to go and shoot up something like you you see what I'm saying like we're blaming these things and we're blaming the people who make these things instead of blaming ourselves but that's a whole different conversation whole different conversation I'm going on a fucking tangent The main point is is that because you're going to be prone to people pointing their fucking fingers at you, because you're going to be prone to all this hate and subject, you know, subjective opinions and whatnot, it's important to be able to tell who in your audience is actually there for you and who is just there to criticize you. It's very important to know this because you might find yourself thinking that someone is in support of you and actually they can't wait to see you fail so to help stop that from being a problem to help keep our uh, uh, self esteem intact in our communities uh you know, well organized and keep all the cancers out of our communities, aka all of the bad people, all the negative people out of our communities, out of our audiences, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. I'm gonna give you ten ways, ten ways on how to spot a hater. And these are just my ten ways. I'm pretty sure there are thousands, hundreds of thousands of ways to spot out a hater. Whether it be a secret hater or an obvious hater or whatever. But these are just my ways. That being said, if you got some more ways to spot out a hater, DM me right now on Instagram or Twitter at Dorian with three eyes. D-O-R-I-I-I-O-N. Tell me your ways that you spot out haters. And maybe we can create a whole new episode or part two. Part three maybe if this goes on long enough on how to spot the haters in your community. But yeah, uh, this is for artists, this is for, you know, business owners, this is for just everyday people, you know, people in your school, like the haters in your classroom, whatever, it doesn't fucking matter. I think this works for everything in life. But 
just to make this clear for those of you who aren't aware I am an artist and this podcast is centered towards artists and so even though you can apply this to anything you want to I'm looking at this from the perspective of an artist duh this is the artistic eye but uh yeah so in terms of the art community how can you spot your haters and I said this is going to be 10 ways this is from going from the most obvious to the least obvious okay so the number one way is going to be the most obvious way to spot a hater or at least one of the most obvious ways number 10 is probably going to be a little more uh, nuanced it's going to be a little more subjective a little more circumstantial you know, the higher we up, we go up in these numbers, the more it's going to be like, well, that may or may not be the case. I'm going to have to really dig deeper into this. Versus on the lower scale, you already know this person's fucking hating. But yeah, now to get that out of the way, number one, the first way and probably the easiest way to tell if someone is a hater is to look at the people who are looking at your accolades, looking at your trophies first before they consume your work. You see what I'm saying? Like, whenever you have someone who is looking to see all the things that you accomplished first before they even decide to engage with your works and creations, that's a sign that that's a hater. For example, they won't even listen to your music until they know you have a Grammy they won't even want to watch a single movie of yours until they know you've won an Oscar you see what I'm saying they won't even even if you didn't win a Grammy right they won't want to hear your music if you haven't at least been played on a radio once somewhere if you haven't been played on a radio or you haven't been played in a club by a, a popular DJ or something like that if you don't have that accolade they don't want to fucking engage with you. Tensar, that's a hater. Now, they might not be a hater. Might not. They might just be someone who is very into pop culture. They only like popular things. But they also just might be a hater. They might just be fucking someone who doesn't want to see you actually be something. Matter of fact. They probably don't even care if you be something or not. They probably just doubt whether you can be something or not. And because they doubt whether you can actually be something, that's why they need to see those trophies. That's why they need to see that accolades. That's why they need to see that PhD or that degree, that college degree. Because they generally believe that without that, you ain't shit. You see what I'm saying? So, yeah, number one, the people who are always looking for your trophies... Before even consuming your work first, they let the trophies speak for you instead of letting their own relationship with you and your creation speak for you. See what I'm saying? You don't never want to treat an artist like that. Because just because someone has a whole bunch of trophies under their belt doesn't mean they're great artists from your perspective. You might not like what they do, and vice versa. You might love someone who isn't even known in the art world. So keep that in mind. 
But moving on, number two, the second way on how to spot the hater in your environment. The second way is to look at people who point out your failures more than your successes. Even if you have more successes than failures. Now, it's going to be rare, honestly, that you have more successes than failures unless you're just fucking phenomenal at what you do. But if you're like the rest of us, it's going to take 1,000 failures to get you to, you know, maybe 100 good successes, if that. So you're going to have a whole bunch of failures, but regardless of the fact, regardless of how many failures versus successes you have, if they're only looking at your successes, oh, I'm, I'm sorry, if they're only looking at your failures and never giving any credit to your successes, chances are they're a hater. Now, again, they may, they may not be a hater. They may just be someone who actually is quite the opposite. They may be someone who just really wants to see you win and they keep on pushing you. Harder and harder and harder Because they actually want you to outdo yourself These people may actually be someone Who just wants you to strive For greatness Strive even higher than what you've been striving for But we all know people like that Is actually rare How many people are are on your team Actually think like that How many people have you met Actually think like that Actually want you to go that hard at what you do and not only want you to go hard, but will actually put certain obstacles in front of you. Or, or not even put obstacles in front of you. But always make it clear to you of the things that you need to change. Or the things that you need to fix or work on. Areas of opportunity. Areas of growth. A.K.A. your failures. Your mistakes. See what I'm saying? It's very tricky with this. Because... People who always point out your fucking mistakes, they're either haters or very, very, very deep admirers. Now, that's tricky, but the, the thing that makes it a little less tricky is because it's very easy to tell who loves and who hates you. You know what I'm saying? When you put it from that perspective, it's easy to tell who, lo- who really, really loves you. Versus who hates you or kind of hates you. It's easy to tell that apart. But regardless of the fact, the second way on how to find um, the artist, or not the artist, the hater in your environment is to look at the people who are always pointing out your failures rather than your successes. Especially if you have more successes than failures. Especially, especially if you have more impactful successes than failures, right? Maybe you have a thousand failures, but only two impactful successes. But let's say those two impactful successes actually go on to change the way the entire world interacts with something. For example, Tesla, Elon Musk, Tesla. Do you know that Tesla, AKA the electric car, Do you know how many times Tesla uh, fucking failed and went bankrupt? Like, I don't think people understand how so many of these businesses actually have been built over the past few years. Like, 
Even the other thing that, that Tesla is, not Tesla, I keep calling him Tesla, Elon Musk. What's that other thing he's doing? SpaceX or something? How many times has that failed? How many billions with a B, how many billions of dollars has he lost from trying to create that company? Yet, he's still going on today. You see what I'm saying? Like, there's a whole bunch of failures a lot of times beyond behind just a few successes. But those few successes might go on to change the whole fucking world. So, yeah, that's just something to think about. People are always pointing out your I mean pointing out your failures, but not your successes. They're fucking haters, nine out of ten times. So going on to number three, what's the third way on how to spot a hater? In your environment. The third way on how to spot a hater. Is to. Spot out the people who are always joking. About your passions. Always joking about your interests. Joking a little bit too damn much. They always got a snarky comment. Always got something to laugh about. When it comes to what you do. Or what you create. This person is hating on you. Why do they always got to find a reason to laugh at what you enjoy? Why does this person always have to find a reason to laugh at what you care about, what you deem to be important? If there's always a joke around the corner, this person is fucking laughing at you, not with you. You know what I'm saying? They're fucking hating. Clearly. And I can't even play devil's advocate on that one. Usually I like to play devil's advocate because not everything is what it seems. I know that my perspective isn't necessarily right. But on this one, that's the only way I can see it. I'm sorry. If someone is fucking always laughing at your shit, always cracking jokes about what you do, that person is a hater. See what I'm saying? That probably should have been number one on this because it's the easiest way. But the only reason I say it's not number one is because... Even though I said I can't play devil's advocate, there are still some people who, they might crack jokes because it's actually out of insecurity. They might actually really love and admire what you do and crack jokes because they feel like they can't even reach that level that you're on. But that's rare though, which is why I highly, highly, highly doubt that will be the case. I'm pretty sure this person is just making jokes because they genuinely believe it's not fucking important. Like, it's just a joke to them. It's just a fucking joke. That's what it is. They're making jokes because they think it's a joke. They're a hater. All right? Boom. Now, number four. The fourth way on how to spot the hater in your environment is to look at the people who always have something to add. Always have something to ask about whatever it is that you do. And I'm not talking about in a way that is... It's like they're trying to help you or they're trying to gain more information or something like that. Like, no. I'm talking about if you find yourself, you always constantly have to over-explain yourself, over-explain what you love, over-explain what you do. This person is hating. It's like, bitch, I done fucking told you this shit three times already. If I got to tell you a fourth time, then I already know you either A, not listening to me when I told you B Think it ain't worth shit And that's why you keep on asking me Because you're trying to see if there's another another Deeper meaning behind it Because it's just too surface level for you Or C 
You just fucking hating. It's, you just don't fucking like it. You just trying to find find ways to poke holes in it and shit like that. No matter how you look at it, I'm pretty sure all of those reasons still at the end of the day point to you hating. You, know, you see what I'm saying? Like, what the fuck I got to over explain what I do for? Why do I got to keep on telling you what it is that I do or keep on explaining to you why I like to do this or why I like to do it in this way or why this or what that what man you hating you hating you mean you want to say you're asking because you care okay fine but you didn't care enough to remember you cared enough to ask the question but you didn't care enough to remember so I got to keep on answering these same redundant questions over and over and over and over and over again just to convince to you that I'm serious about what I'm doing. Just to convince to you that I'm passionate for real, for real about what I'm doing and it's not just some fucking phase. You see what I'm saying? You, you doubting me is probably why you keep on asking me these questions. You doubting me. Is, is, it, is it because you don't see anything in front of you right now and I'm working behind the scenes and you, you feel as though you need to see something tangibly from me right now and I have, have to over explain it to you? Like, what is it? What? What is it? Because the way my brain calculates it is, is that you're just fucking trying to find holes to, to, to poke into this shit or you're just trying to poke holes in my shit. You're just trying to find ways to bring me down. About over asking me shit, interrogating me and shit. You ever been in a fucking interrogating room, interrogation room? Hmm. You ever been asked a series of questions? You know how intimidating that that can get. Matter of fact, isn't that what a test is? You know how many people get test anxiety, having to answer all these fucking questions, even if they know the questions, they might still get test anxiety. Yet, you don't think you're doing that to me? You think you want to keep on asking me the same fucking questions over and over and over again? It's not going to make me feel some type of way? You fucking hating, all right? Don't keep asking me the same shit and making me have to over-explain myself. Put all this energy into making you understand me. You hating. It's either you get it or you don't, but you hating. So that's the fourth way. People who always got to ask something. Or, or, or add to something. Like, oh, I got to say, why didn't you do it this way? Or you should do it that way. Or, you know, I really liked when you used to do it like this. Or I prefer you do it like this. Like, I didn't ask you that. I didn't ask for your feedback. If people are always giving you feedback when you didn't ask for it, they're probably hating on you. Because the only reason they're giving you feedback in the first place is because they saw what you was doing or they heard what you was doing or whatever it is that you're doing. They consumed what you was doing and they tasted it. And they said, hmm, this needs some salt. Now, that don't mean they hate them. They might just trying to find ways to help you out. They might just be trying to find ways to improve what you're doing. But sometimes it's like if they're always saying that, if you always cooking for a motherfucker and they always have to put some salt into it, then they hating. It's like, all right, man. At some point, you have to fucking get used to the way that I cook. You know what I'm saying? Like, what are you trying to say every time I cook and I give you the food? You look me dead in my eyes and make sure I see you adding salt to that shit. You see what I'm saying? No, you hating. And I know that was a little metaphor, but stick with me. Motherfuckers got some shit to always add to what you're doing. It's because they think you, you wasn't doing it well enough. 
You ain't do it right. You ain't do it good enough. You, it, it wasn't tasteful enough. That's why they added salt in the first place. Because it wasn't tasteful enough. It was bland. They hating on your shit. If they always asking or adding some shit to it, they hating. That's number four. Now, for number five. Like I said, the higher I go up on these, the little more nuanced it's going to be. So, now we're in the middle. Where it's like, eh, that could be hating, it could be something else. You're going to have to really look closer at this person to really be able to tell. But the fifth way to spot out the hater in your environment is to look at the people who do the same things as you. And know that they do the same things as you. Yet, never support you. Now, it's nuanced because they might be competition. Of course, you're not going to support the competition. They do the same thing as you. By default, technically, that's competition. But on an individual level, right? If you're an artist and this person is an artist, if you're a photographer and your friend is a photographer or whatever, right? You do hair and your friend do, do does hair. <clears throat> that's a great analogy because doing the hair, that, that, gives, that ties into money and things like that. And money makes things complicated. So this is a good example. Let's say you do hair and your friend does hair. You know what I'm saying? The moment you start doing hair, they don't necessarily want to post your shit. They don't necessarily, um, you know, talk about hair with you. They don't necessarily want to share hair ideas with you or stuff like that. They're never supporting your shit. From that perspective, it could just be because it's competition. She does hair. Why would she want to promote your hair shit and lose customers to you? You see what I'm saying? That doesn't mean she's a hater. She's just being a smart businesswoman. <clears throat> but also, if you look at it like this, okay, maybe we don't have to attract the same uh, customers. Maybe you don't have to market my shit on your Instagram because you already have a hair page or whatever, right? But maybe we can just talk about ideas. Maybe, Maybe we can just... Just have a conversation about hair and just, just shoot the shit and see what happens from there. Maybe, at the very fucking least, you could just like a, fu- a, cu- a few couple pictures. You see what I'm saying? You ain't got to share the shit and tell everyone to come to my shop and leave your shop. You tell me you couldn't just like a few shits? You couldn't, you couldn't do something? You see what I'm saying? Well, how about you? Even you being a hairstylist, I know that you don't want to always do your hair by yourself. You're telling me you couldn't come to my hair salon sometimes? You see what I'm saying? That's, and that was, that's why I said look out for the people who never support you. You see what I'm saying? It, 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 it's nuanced here because every once in a while, it's like, okay, fine. And then, you know, sometimes it's understandable because they might be competition. But if you're telling me this person never supports you and they do the same exact damn thing that you do they hating nine times out of ten is because they hating you see what i'm saying but yeah that's the fifth way now for the sixth way to tell if someone is a hater in your environment look for the people who only show up when you're doing well you know what i'm saying like we all know these types of people like when you're down and out and you need some help you look around, there's no one around. 
where once you up and you feel like you're on top of the world, just feel like everyone is around with a fucking hands out. Get the fuck away from me. That's what you need to be saying because half of those motherfuckers, more than half of those motherfuckers, is haters. And matter of fact, was hoping your ass wouldn't reach this level of success. You see what I'm saying? So the people who show up when you're doing well but are never around when you're down, they hating on you. And they hating on you in a real a real weird way because not only are they hating on you, but they feeding off of your successes at the same time. So it's like they hating on you and then extracting value from you simultaneously. So you got you to gotta watch for these motherfuckers because they're manipulative. So keep your eyes open or keep your eye open, however you want to look at it. Keep your real eye open so you can realize some shit. Realize some real lies. Motherfuckers that be showing up only when things are doing good, they hating. Get away from them. Or if you want to see if they hating or not, when things are going bad, bring them around. See how they react to you. If they want to hurry up and get away from you, but then when things are going good and it seems like, oh, they just want to stay around you all the time. Get these motherfuckers away from you forever because they fucking hating on you, goddammit. And now, number seven, the seventh way to tell if someone is a hater in your environment. Look for the people who describe you to others in a devaluing way. Like they try to make you seem like what you do is little or not that important. Like You know, it's like, Oh, my friend, he does a little bit of photography here and there. like, Or, you know, my friend, he, I mean, yeah, he's an artist, but he just draws, you know, in his spare time or whatever. But he doesn't really do anything serious about it. Or, or you know what I'm saying? Like, oh, yeah, my girl, yeah, she does hair. It's cool or whatever. Like, what the fuck you mean, cool or whatever? Why the fuck you, like, you see what I'm saying? I'm not saying you got to be all over the top when you're explaining people what you like, whatever. It's not saying you got to be all over the board looking for validation, but the people who, you know what I'm talking about. People who devalue you. The people who can't, you, the people who can't wait to use words like, oh, little. His little, his little business. You know what I'm saying? His little, his little company. The fuck you mean little? Why are you devaluing my shit? Why are you trying to belittle my shit? Watch for, watch for motherfuckers who talk like this. They might think nothing of it. They might think they think nothing of it, but watch them real fucking close. Because I bet you they hating on you. Watch how people describe you when they talking to other people. How do they describe you? What words are they using? If they're using words that devalue you in any way, shape, or form, they, they use words that make you appear smaller in any way, shape, or form. They fucking hating on you to make themselves appear bigger. Watch them. They hating. And now number nine, we're getting close to the end. But number nine, the ninth way to tell if someone, oh, I'm sorry, I skipped one. Number eight, the eighth way to tell if there's a hater in your environment is to look for all the people who switch up the conversations. And I'm talking about every time you bring up that thing that you do, or whatever that thing is that they're hating on. Every time you bring that thing up, whenever they switch the conversation, boom, that's a hater. You know they're, you know they're a hater when they always do this. 
You know, if you got that one friend where every time you talk about photography, they switch the conversation. Every time you talk about astrology or whatever, they switch the conversation. Every time you talk about cars or whatever, they switch the conversation. They hating. Now, it might just be that they're not interested. It might just be that actually they just have nothing to add to the conversation. They don't have any knowledge in that realm. They don't have any interest, to be honest, in that realm. And that's 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 possible. But if they're always switching the conversation, where it seems as though they can't wait to switch the conversation. As soon as you start talking about hair or cars or whatever it is that you're passionate about. If they can't, if it seems as though they can't wait to switch the conversation, they're hating. They didn't want to have that conversation with you in the first place. See what I'm saying? And. Oh, yeah. Just to play devil's advocate for the last one, number seven, for people who devalue you, people who describe you in a devaluing way. Use words like little, his little business and stuff like that. Just to play devil's advocate, they may be someone who's unaware that they're that they're doing that. They may just talk like that naturally. Maybe. Or maybe they just fucking hating on your ass subconsciously. They might not even be consciously aware that they're hating on you. And that's why it's tricky. That's again why it's nuanced. A lot of times these things, these actions that we do be subconscious and not not conscious. A lot of times motherfuckers be hating on you subconsciously. But consciously think that they love you. You see, you really got to watch this shit. But yeah, to keep moving on. Now, number nine, the ninth way to spot the hater in your environment is to look for the people who always compare themselves, always compare themselves to others, but especially you. And it doesn't matter how they're comparing themselves. If they're compared, if they're always saying that this person is better than me or if they're always saying I'm better than this person, it doesn't matter. They both lead to the same place, which is not really, truly understanding yourself but always needing the outside world to understand yourself you see what i'm saying always needing another person's perspective to understand your perspective you only believe you're a good artist because you compared yourself to this other artist you didn't know if you was a good artist from your own sake you didn't know if you was a good artist from your own opinions from your own perspective you see what i'm saying these are the ones who have no idea what perspective means in the first place these are the ones who really need to do what I be telling y'all to do, which is value your perspective. These people right here, because they always comparing themselves. But see, when they always doing it to you, especially to you, chances are they hating on you. Because whether it be they wish they had something that they don't have, that you do have, or, you know, they, they... They see themselves as being better than you in some realm or some area. The only reason they're even projecting that perspective onto you in the first place is because they don't feel secure in their own circumstances. See what I'm saying? The only reason they're projecting those perspectives onto you in the first place is because they feel as though you have some value there. You have something to offer, even if they think they're better than you. They wouldn't be looking at you unless they thought you would, if they didn't think you was valuable. You know what I'm saying? Like, they wouldn't even be thinking about you. 
if they didn't think you were valuable, if they didn't think you were a competition, if they didn't think you were a threat to their success, to their trophies or whatever it may be. You see what I'm saying? Like the only reason you're on their mind right now is because you're a threat. So you better believe they hating on you. They don't want you to succeed. They don't want you on their level. Or if they, if it's vice versa, they think you're too, they think you're higher than them. They wish they had something that, that they don't have that you have. Whatever it is that they're wishing that they had, they hating on you for that. You know what I'm saying? They wish they had it. It's, it's, it's literally common sense to look at it from that perspective. You have something that they, you have something that they don't have. And they wish that they did have it. Even though they might love what you do, even though they might admire you secretly, subconsciously, whether they know it or not, they're hating on you. They're hating on that thing that they don't have. Because every time they look at you, they see that every time they look at the things that you do, every time they they think of you, they're reminded of that lack. They're reminded of that thing that they do not possess. You better believe they hating on you to a certain degree. And now, number 10, last but not least, the 10th way to tell if people are hating on you in your environment is if people are too nice. Now, this one is very nuanced and you really have to be able to tell because sometimes people are really just nice. Sometimes people really just want to see you win. They really just want to put you in the position to succeed. But these people are rare. And believe me when I tell you, there are more people who are out to use you to make themselves get to a higher level. Rather than people who just want to help you get to a higher level. You see what I'm saying? Like There are a lot of people who would not hesitate. Will not fucking hesitate. To just use you as a mere stepping stone. As a mere spot on the ladder. You get what I'm saying? So, the people who are too nice. You got to watch them because I'm not talking about people who are, you know, like in business. There's this idea of leverage. And leverage is if you can do more for the other person, if you can give more value to the other person, you have all the leverage, a.k.a. you have more room to ask for things in return. You know, the more value you give, the more you can ask. That's leverage. So in business, if you can do a whole bunch of good things for people, you can end up asking for a lot more in return, asking for more money and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So. From that perspective, we can see how sometimes people being nice isn't even them being nice. It's just a business move to get more leverage, which is fine. That's not that's not hateful at all. That's just smart business. Which is why this is nuanced is that because some people aren't being nice. They're just being business minded, being business oriented. You know what I'm saying? Building relationships to build a stronger network. But then there are those who are. Snakes. They'll smile in your face and then can't wait to backstab you when the opportunity, you know, arises. There are people who they always seem as though they got an open door for you. But then once you walk through that open door, it leads you to damnation. If anywhere, it might just be a 
It might just be an open door that leads you to no damn where. Just a dark ass fucking room that leaves you lost and confused. Or people who always give you gifts and presents. And then when you open that gift and present, you realize that it was either something you didn't want or something that was so fucking dangerous it actually took the things that you already had or destroyed something you already had or at the very least fucking poison you know what I'm saying like uh, fucking poison something that actually hurts you not the things that you had or whatever or try to bring your business down or whatever but something that actually hurts you or or at the very least I forgot about this one of course at the very very least just something you ain't even want, you know, but that's nothing. We all get gifts that we don't want sometimes. But regardless of the fact, there are people out here who give us, who gives us gifts that seems as though all that gift did was actually take things away from me. All that blessing did actually was curse me. All that gift did was actually, you know, leave me in despair, wondering what happened or open doors that led me to nowhere opportunities and in relationships that led to absolutely fucking nowhere or you know there's 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 so many ways to look at this last example like there are people who are so nice to people just to get close to that person just to learn all the ins and outs and all the secrets to then one day use those same secrets for themselves and then leave that person that they got that shit from somewhere in, on the side, left to die, left for dead or something like that. Like, for example, banks, robbing banks, right? Like, this is a huge, extreme example. But take this example and look at it from a personal perspective, an independent perspective. But think about banks. When people want to rob a bank, what do you think is easier to do? Just mask up with, and just go in there with guns and just ask for the money flat out? Or get someone to start working on the inside and learn all the ins and outs on how this bank works and then rob them from that way internally. What do you think is better? To rob them head first, like like full front, like full frontal, like you can see them robbing you, or you rather rob them from behind the scenes, you know, in the dark? What do you think is more wise? Which is exactly why this is number 10. It's, it's hard to be able to tell. Maybe this person just wants to work at the bank. Or maybe this person is working here because they're actually setting up a bigger plan to rob this motherfucking bank. You see what I'm saying? Like It's hard to tell with some people. But sometimes people are not nice. They only portray that way because they're actually setting you up. Do you know what I'm saying? My dad was shot in the head and is dead right now because someone set him up. Someone he knew, someone he thought he loved, set him up and he's dead right now. So, I don't know if it's necessarily people who are too nice or just people in general. You know, like that whole keep your friends close, keep your enemies closer. Maybe you just need to watch every fucking body close. Every fucking body, because you never know. But yeah, 
to wrap this up because you never know. You definitely got to watch these motherfuckers who be nice, too damn nice all the time because they might be using that niceness as just compensation to make you look the other way whenever things get suspicious, if you get what I'm saying. A lot of times, these people who are too nice are actually haters in disguise. But yeah, that's that. That's just a few ways. Just a few ten ways on how to spot haters. But like I said, there is a plethora, an infinite amount of ways to spot some haters. But you would never spot a hater in any type of way. You would never even perceive a hater without first valuing your perspective. <laughs>